RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. Online registration for a voluntary COVID-19 testing scheme will be open by the end of the week. But one medical expert questions how effective the universal testing scheme will be. And West Kowloon Magistracy says Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai has a case to answer over allegations he intimidated a reporter. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, says by the end of the week, people will be able to register online for the free COVID-19 test. He told an RTHK radio program that people should be able to choose their preferred testing station and date and time, which would hopefully prevent crowds gathering at the 100 stations across the city. He gave assurances that people's samples and information will stay in Hong Kong and their personal details will be encrypted before being destroyed a month after testing. The head of epidemiology and biostatistics at the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health says he thinks the risk to public health from people queuing up for mass testing is about the same as the risk from people queuing to vote to vote fairly negligible. Professor Benjamin Cowling made the comment in response to a question on RTHK's backchat program. The question is a, a reasonable question. Could there be unintended spread from gathering people together to queue up to get tested? I don't think it's a major risk, the same as I don't think there was a major risk associated with the election. But I think that the bigger issue is what's really the rationale for doing the mass testing in the first place. Government advisor Professor David Hoy from the Chinese University also isn't worried about infection risks at testing stations, saying the appointment system would reduce crowding at stations. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, he urged people to take the chance to get tested, saying Hong Kong can't conduct mass testing without mainland help, and such help wouldn't last forever. Dr. Leung Chi Chu of the Medical Association predicts that the government's free coronavirus testing scheme will identify only a third of all infected people. Dr. Leung says people who test positive may have already spread the virus to others, but if the others are still in the incubation period, they won't be picked up by the tests. He also expressed doubts about the safety of the testing for both participants and staff. We need to test, I think, the whole city within a short time. And we don't only have, for example, 100 testing centers. It's almost impossible, I think, to avoid people counting together at some point. The other point is about the testing procedure, because that will certainly lead to the citizens removing their masks temporarily, and the collector have to be exposed, I think, to possible contaminant risk. If the subject the Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, says Washington has delayed an order mandating that goods made in Hong Kong for export to the United States will need to be labeled as made in China. Mr. Yao said the order would take effect on November 9. During an online seminar, Mr. Yao was asked if it would be better for Sino-U.S. relations if the Democratic Party candidate Joe Biden wins the U.S. presidential election. I hope that there will be a return of some common sense in this sort of a battle initiated by the U.S. against China and likely against Hong Kong, that there are sufficient mutual interests for all of us to work for the betterment of our own community and our economy. So I'm, I'm hoping that well, that sort of common sense will be back whoever takes that office. West Kowloon Magistracy has ruled that Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai has a case to answer over allegations that he intimidated an Oriental Daily reporter. Vicky Wong has details. 
The incident took place ahead of the June 4 candlelight vigil at Victoria Park three years ago. In video footage presented to the court, Mr Lai told officers under police caution that he'd been followed by the reporter identified as X for five years. He said X had been aggressive towards him in recent months, often taking pictures in his face to provoke him. He admitted to officers that he told the reporter when he saw him in Victoria Park that time that I would definitely find someone to mess you up. He said he blurted out those words without thinking exactly how he would follow up, but said taking legal action or calling the police could have been his options. The court has adjourned the hearing to Friday. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, has dismissed concerns that it's unfair to fire new civil servants who are still on probation if they are arrested and charged for taking part in unauthorised public events. The Federation of Civil Service Unions' Leung Chao Ting told RTHK the government should wait until the staff member was convicted and questioned what would be done if they were later proven innocent after being fired. Speaking on the same radio programme, the minister said certain evidence was needed for police to lay charges and the government would learn about each case before firing anyone. A five-member jury has begun hearing an inquest into the death of a teenager whose body was found in the sea off Yao Tong last September. Police classified the death of 15-year-old Chan Yin Lam as suicide. During the 11-day inquest, 30 witnesses will testify in front of the jury, comprising three women and two men. Democracy activist Joshua Wong has accused authorities of widespread surveillance on dissidents after he was harassed by six pro-Beijing supporters at Victoria Peak Garden. He said a middle-aged woman was waiting for him at the park before others arrived later by car. Mr Wong said the car was registered under a man who shares the same name as a serving policeman living in Shunli Disciplined Services quarters. In a video uploaded by Mr Wong, people can be heard verbally abusing him and a friend, calling him traitor and a running dog. Police say they will look into the matter. Conservationists are calling on the government to revoke the land lease of the Hong Kong Gun Club if it continues to pollute surroundings with lead pellets and plastic debris from shooting activities. The club was acquitted by the West Kowloon Court last month of polluting Shingmun Reservoir over a technical issue on how evidence was collected. The Green Earth's executive director, Edwin Lau, says the gun club should clean up after itself, but the government also needs to monitor it. The gun club itself should conduct regular cleaning and also better is to avoid the uh, debris from shooting exercise, from letting their premises and, and then left on the adjacent countryside. The other unit is the uh, lands department, which perhaps uh, sell out the land lease with specific requirements for the gun club to properly manage their shipping debris. South Korea's capital Seoul has mandated the wearing of face masks in both indoor and outdoor public places for the first time as the country battles a surge in coronavirus cases. Authorities reported 266 new cases, a drop from 397 the day before, but a continuation of more than a week of triple-digit daily increases. The government also extended social distancing rules in Seoul to other areas of the country, banning in-person church meetings and closing nightclubs, buffets and cyber cafes. A court in New Zealand has heard how an Australian white supremacist convicted of murdering 51 Muslim worshippers at two mosques last year has planned to, had planned to cause maximum casualties. Prosecutors said Brenton Tarrant had a collection of high-powered firearms and over 7,000 rounds of ammunition. The BBC's Shaima Khalil is following his sentencing hearing. The court heard the distressing details of the attack, 
including how worshippers had huddled together in two groups in the main prayer room of Al-Nur Mosque, trying to escape the shooting. The prosecutor described how Brenton Tarrant methodically fired at people as they lay on the floor. Among them, three-year-old Mukhad Ibrahim, who was clinging to his father's leg. The court and the killer heard about the trauma the survivors and victims' relatives are still living. Maysoon Salama, whose son Atta was killed in Al-Nur Mosque, spoke of losing a loving son, who was an inspiration to his siblings and friends. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has given emergency authorization for the use of convalescent blood plasma to treat coronavirus patients. The technique takes antibody-rich blood plasma from people who've recovered, giving it by transfusion to the sick. 70,000 people have been treated. The FDA says this early trial indicates that it's safe. Alex Azar is the Health and Human Services Secretary. This is a major advance in the treatment of patients. This is a major advance. Convalescent plasma is one new tool that we've added to our arsenal against COVID-19 alongside remdesivir, steroids, and a number of other promising options currently being studied. At least eight people have died in Haiti and the Dominican Republic as tropical storm Laura battered the Caribbean countries with torrential rain and strong winds. Video footage showed residents of the Haitian capital Port-au-Prince wading waist-deep in muddy water as the city experienced some of its worst flash flooding in years. In the Dominican Republic, homes were flooded and more than a million people were left without electricity. Secret recordings have been revealed of President Trump's eldest sister, Marianne, making highly critical remarks about her brother. In the tape, Marianne Trump, who's a former federal judge, accuses the president of being unprincipled, a phony, a liar and cruel. This goddamn tweet and the lie. Oh my God, I'm talking too freely, but you know... In the change of stories, the lack of preparation, the lying, the holy But he's appealing to the base, what they're doing with the kids at the border. The recordings were made by Marianne's niece, Mary Trump, who last month published a book excoriating the president. Mary Trump said she taped her aunt in secret to protect herself from possible litigation. The Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has threatened to assault a newspaper reporter after he was asked about his wife's alleged links to a corruption scandal. The BBC's Katie Watson reports. I want to pound your mouth with punches, Brazil's leader said, when a reporter from O Globo asked a question about bank deposits into his wife's account by a former driver and aide to his son. The man in question, Fabricio Queiroz, is currently under arrest over suspect bank transactions amounting to more than $200,000. And question marks over the Bolsonaro family's involvement have previously annoyed the president. He is, after all, a man who came to power vowing to end corruption. O Globo has issued a statement condemning the president's aggression towards a journalist they said was just carrying out their job in a professional manner. Quick look at the stocks. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,478. That's 364 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $73 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 105.87 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 14 cents. Now to sport, here's Atten Chung. The German football giants Bayern Munich are celebrating their sixth Champions League title. They beat Paris Saint-Germain 1-0 in the final in Lisbon, thanks to a second-half header from the French forward Kingsley Coman. The BBC's John Murray was watching. 
Bayern Munich have been the team of the season in the Champions League and they saw off the challenge of Paris Saint-Germain with a second-half-headed goal from the Parisian in the Bayern ranks. Kingsley Coleman, who was a young player at PSG, arrived to head in from an angle just before the hour mark and that was the beginning and the end of the scoring in a final that failed to live up to the pre-match hype. The German captain Neuer made a couple of important saves but PSG's big stars failed to deliver and Bayern become the first team to win every match they've played in a Champions League season as they won the trophy for a sixth time. To the NBA playoffs and an incredible display by the Slovenian sensation Luka Doncic. His deep step back three at the buzzer gave the Dallas Mavericks a dramatic 135-133 victory over the Los Angeles Clippers, tying their first round series at 2-2. Doncic, who left Game 3 with a sprained ankle and was only cleared to play hours before Game 4, finished with 43 points, 17 rebounds and 13 assists. I think it's emotions. Like I said before, you know, the adrenaline. Uh, this morning I wasn't feeling very good, you know, but as soon as I stepped on the court I knew I could go. And, you know, my teammates helped me a lot. Uh, yesterday, uh, the staff, the people that, don't, that you don't hear their names, you know, they did an amazing job with me. They'll be with me the whole day, and that's that's the result we get. I mean, we had confidence since the beginning, you know. Uh, obviously, it's confidence even more now, but we have confidence as, uh, from the beginning. Uh, like I said in one interview, if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. But we believe since the beginning, and we're here tied to two. Donovan Mitchell erupted for 51 points in Utah's 129-127 win over Denver, the second time he passed the half-century mark in this series. That puts the Jazz one win away from advancing. Denver wasted a 50-point night by Jamal Murray, who set a franchise record for points in a playoff game. In the East, Toronto and Boston will meet each other in the conference semifinals after sweeping Brooklyn and Philadelphia, respectively. In golf, world number 304, Sofia Popov has claimed the first women's major of the year and a first professional win in her career. The 27-year-old German took the British Open at Royal Troon by two shots. In the men's game, Dustin Johnson is back to world number one after a dominant display at the Northern Trust Tournament in Massachusetts. The American closed with an 8-under-63 to seal victory by 11 shots. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Online registration for a voluntary COVID-19 testing scheme will be open by the end of the week. But one medical expert questions how effective the universal testing scheme will be. And West Kowloon Magistracy says Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai has a case to answer over allegations he intimidated a reporter. The news from RTHK. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, don't hold gatherings or join large-scale activities. Event organizers should adopt contingency measures to postpone or cancel events or temporarily close facilities. The public should avoid crowded places as far as possible. Don't host or join gatherings with family and friends. Find an open space to stretch. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. These are the tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. 
pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. I'm gonna be the man who makes up next to you When I go out Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you If I get drunk Well, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you And if I heave up Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you But I
afternoon and welcome to today's 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday.